Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning into another hot episode of One Two Review. My name is Alex. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, say hello. Hey, I'm Brandon. One Two Review is a podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give the movie one point. If we did not like it, we give the movie two points. If we did, however, this week's a little different. On One Two Review, not only do we review movies, but we also review TV shows and plays and foods and games and books and experiences and everything. This week, Brandon and I had the opportunity to go down to La Realidad. Uh, which is the Mexican International Musical Theater Festival. And that is hosted in uh, downtown Mexico City. And Brian and I were able to spend some time down there. We saw some amazing theater from all over the world. And that's what we're going to be reviewing today, folks, is the performances we saw there. Some of these shows are still touring. You can still catch them and check them out. Some of them were one-time special engagements, so unfortunately you won't be able to see those, but hopefully we can shed some light onto those performances and inspire you. Exactly, and as I said before, we normally rate the movies one point if we didn't like them, two if we did. This week we're going to be telling these plays to go stage left if we did not like them, and stage right if we did. So folks, sit back, relax, and enjoy an episode of One to Review. Shall we kick that intro? Alex, first and foremost, I think we need to talk about the performance that we have been talking about this entire weekend, the performance of The Old Swiss Woman. This was, of course, a musical about and based on some ancient Swiss folklore about an old woman who buries a garden and happens to grow money this is a very provocative piece exploring history of sweden and history of music what were your initial thoughts and why can we not stop talking about it okay uh malaya carbola corvas she is the lead in this show and she's incredible. She's just a very, very good actress, very experienced. Uh, she is from Barzama School of Actions and Choices. That's, I mean, that's where the production is from. It's directed by Mimi Henriquez Alvila. And she, you think it's a, okay, I mean, just to spoil a little bit, you think it's a one-woman show. It's billed as a one-woman show. It starts as a one-woman show. She's got a beautiful voice. And the show the show evolves in this way that catches you off guard and it slowly changes. And by the end, it's a very different show. I would liken it to seeing Chicago for the first time. It becomes this over-the-top musical full of dance numbers, full of people, but it starts with a woman quietly planting a garden singing folk songs. And that doesn't sound exciting, but the it is. It is. The spectacle of the initial performance seemingly in monotone, uh, black and white sort of colors. The seeing colors, that, yes. Yeah, the whole thing starts in black and white. To a beautiful bouquet of neon almost by the end. Um, it was really informative. I like the subtle touches of, of course, when the money starts to grow and she starts accumulating it. People from the audience... They actually start joining her on stage. And it turns out, of course, they were actors the entire time. But, you know, they're attracted to the money and the situation. And they begin to join her in the performance, almost like a flash mob mentality. 
We talked to that guy, one of the actors, Ivan. We talked to him in the line. He was in line for an hour before the show. Like, these plants were killer plants. You know what I mean? Like, as audience, as actors in the audience. They, you know, seamless. We really thought that guy was our friend, and then he's an actor on stage. But yes, the... That goes from black and white to color. And one of my favorite moments, she's growing these plants and they become covered in money or they're, they're, they're blossoming into money. And she takes some of the dollar bills and she starts wiping her face with them. And she wipes off the, the black and white face paint that she's wearing in the show. And you can see the actress's real skin under it. And like, there's just this moment when she transitions herself into color before the world turns into color. Just such a cool show. And, and it's simple, too. The, the stuff we're saying sounds big, but even though there's these lavish numbers, it's still done on this crazy kind of shoestringy budget you can feel. It's, it's not an expensive show. Okay, and yeah, we cannot stop talking about this place. So for me, this is absolutely going to take a walk down stage right for me. Absolutely. We didn't even talk... Yeah, the, the musical transitions from a polka kind of folk style, and by the end, it's this full kind of over-the-top ABBA. It's great. I love this play so much. I'm definitely sending The Old Swiss Woman from the Brazama School of Actions and Choices stage right. Another show that I want to talk about is Karaoke Night. This was an immersive night out. Uh, That's what it's billed as, and that's certainly what it is. This show comes from Revolt Ammunition's theater company, Brandon, what were your thoughts on karaoke night? And could you, uh, I don't know, explain what it was, how it worked? This was a fun evening. We booked a whole evening to do this performance, and I am glad we did. It takes place over four karaoke bars that are relatively close to each other on on the downtown strip there in Mexico City. And yeah, it's immersive theater. You go to a meeting location beforehand. We got there about five o'clock, and there's... 30 or so actors and they pair you off with them now alex and i actually got split up they didn't think we worked well together uh, as a team so they split us up and we got paired with some other people so we had kind of unique and different stories so i'm excited to hear your version of things but uh Mm -hmm. these friends take you about to these karaoke spots and uh, different stories unfold yeah in this long form immersive musical night out yeah so first thing i will say if you do not like karaoke and the kind of people that go to karaoke avoid this show at all costs because it's almost three and a half four hours of karaoke uh there's a lot of alcohol involved i'm still honestly i'm still not sure if my actors and your actors brandon you can tell me we're drinking or if they were acting like they were drinking and the bartenders were giving them fake drinks, which that's my impulse. But I could have sworn my guys were actually getting drunk. But I, I think it's mostly real booze, but definitely not all real booze. Like, no, I mean, like, did your people get all messed up? My guys got like one of my guys got really sick and we had to call an ambulance. And I oh, think wow. that was all part of the show. No, that did not happen in my version. Do you have anything like that? Uh, I mean, there was definitely some drinking. To spoil it, yeah, by the end of the night, one of the per- one of the party members got too drunk or intoxicated and started smashing glasses. So we did it. Okay. Del- but I would say, I think that was part of the performance. That was kind of so what too. I felt was a climax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The- I think one of your people gets too drunk is kind of what happens. That's like... Because one, yeah, and so it's got to be fake booze. They can't be really drinking. I didn't get to talk to any of these people after. 
I felt the performances were realistic enough, you know, having most of it sung and portrayed via the song choices that they do is a nice touch. Um, I never got I, a I song had a good time. in, which was annoying. I didn't get, did you get to sing at all? I didn't. I wasn't quite sure if actual participation as far as us being able to choose the songs was allowed. I, I think we were supposed to. I wanted to. One of the girls in my group sang, but the one of the actors in my group, this guy named Robert, kept being so pushy. Like, anytime we got to a bar, he's like, let me go first, let me go first. And he'd always put his song in first. So this guy sang every bar and was like a real asshole. He's the guy that got drunk. What what this What this really did for me, unfortunately, is it really solidified that I don't like karaoke culture too much. I enjoy a karaoke every once in a while, but the karaoke people, and this is, a, I think, a show designed by karaoke people and is a heightened version of that experience is, is kind of not for me, ultimately. I absolutely agree with you. I know at one time karaoke was kind of a lighthearted thing, but then, you know, what was it, two years ago? So You Think You Could Karaoke came out and it became so serious. Now I feel like you go to a karaoke bar and I'm being judged so harshly, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. Yeah. yeah. So this was a fun kind of nostalgic throwback. But yeah, you do have to like karaoke. That's it. Like I said, one of the girls, I think Megan was her name. She was in my group. I didn't know her, but she was like with my little group of actors going around uh, as an audience member. She was like, you could tell she was a karaoke lady. And so she was kind of pushy with the actors and she got songs in. And what I will say is not, not I'm not judging her. I'm saying she had a real good time. So I think if you are a karaoke person, it's asking you to engage fully and be yourself and drink and put in songs and flirt and all this stuff. Um, So in that sense, it's like a free, guaranteed free night of attention and fun at a karaoke night. So if you want that, hit this thing up. Are you much of a karaoke guy? No, I'm saying I'm not really. And this show made me realize how little I am. I do like it occasionally, but what is your song? What is your go to karaoke song? I do Breen by the Mumps. I don't know that one. It goes, who's got that booty? And where is she going to duty to you and me, Rudy? Oh, yeah, I totally know that one. That one's good, actually. Great karaoke song. Yeah, that was our cleanup song at camp. Uh, where do you, I'm saying this thing, stage left. Where are you going to send it? I'm going to send it stage right. You did not have a good time, is what you're telling me. At all. You didn't see this Robert dude. He, I didn't. I, he was an asshole. The actor. The character. Whatever it was. He was an asshole. Okay. I different strokes. Know. Different folks. Stage right for me. I definitely had a good time. Uh, we should probably get to a sponsor. Already. Let's hear it from a sponsor. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? I think it's time. We want Meggie's! Meggie's. Soft pork bites that look and taste just like veggies. Hey, enjoy your Meggie's today. We want Meggie's! Alex, I know you didn't enjoy the last one as much as, you know, people really hyped it up. I do know you enjoyed Spirit Harvest, the one where it's the theater for your third mine. I was a little hesitant going into this production, hearing it was slightly overwhelming. Did I change my mind? I'm not sure. What did you think about this mind performance entitled Spirit Harvest? 
I did enjoy Spirit Harvest, a theater for the third mind. This show is an effing trip. Uh, The way it works is you go into this room, I mean a theater, you go into the theater and you sit in your seat and uh, then a man comes out and he sits in the center of the stage and he closes his eyes and you're supposed to close your eyes and if it all works out appropriately, you experience this one man performance that's kind of a dance, kind of a play, kind of a story, just a journey. Uh, but if it doesn't work, it's it's a very boring show. If you can't tap into the experience, it's like trying to see a, uh, a magic eye, kind of. If you can't see it, it's just a waste of your time. And if you can see it, it's pretty amazing. So that's what it's supposed to be. Brandon, what did you experience? Well, I got to be honest here. Fortunately, this was the last performance we saw of the festival. Unfortunately... This was also the onset of a bowel problem I have. I was in Mexico City. I know everyone says don't drink the water. What they didn't say is don't also brush your teeth with the water. So unfortunately, I got sick, and this was an extremely difficult performance to try to focus and meditate on uh, while dealing with uh, certain situations. Yes, definitely. This is not a show because, yeah, you are not supposed to get up and move around. You're supposed to be... Ideally, this show, as as stupid as whatever it sounds, is it's supposed to be a show where everyone transitions into our third mind, uh, they call it, where we can meet on a different plane and experience a show together. So if anyone kind of gets up, has a bowel problem, has a loud stomach, anything like that, it definitely pulls away and distracts more than any other show. There's there's no soundtrack. There's no lines of dialogue. It's a quiet, quiet show, unless you're in the third mind. And I was fine for, you know, the first 10 minutes or so but slowly but surely yeah i started hearing some grumbling tried to keep quiet i eventually did have to leave the performance and Mm -hmm. i hope that wasn't too distracting for you uh no it was but it's fine like i'd rather my friend be better but it it was very jarring it i did get there i got to the third mind i was able to exist there and i was able to experience the wonderful things that this show had to offer and it's crazy because when you're there, everyone in the audience is also there and is represented in a way. It's kind of a dream state. So Brandon wasn't there, but there was a Brandon entity kind of in the show with me, experiencing it with me. And then when you left, it was so jarring. Uh, I had a long time where I needed to repair myself. I mean, not a lot of time, five minutes in real time, but in the third mind, it felt like. I don't know, a couple hours. Not, not it. I don't know. It's hard to explain time when you're there. Have you read any of? Have you read Kevin Dorvey's books in the past? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's a graduate from the Charleston Middle School for the Advanced and Gifted, and then he went on to go to Crotherby's High School, which is an elite, prestigious school for the kind of mentally gifted. And then he's been kind of doing his own university and creation of of lessons and teachings about the third mind his i'm a big fan of it yeah his baseline theory of you know rock bottom consciousness and below that being this third stage for your mind Mm -hmm. is revolutionary yeah and if you again if you get there this show is beautiful the way he moves in the third mind and ah it's hard to explain 
I can't explain it. You have to read, you know, his literature and start to practice these techniques. But if you do, uh, this show is a mind blower for sure. So I heard it was overwhelming. I was intrigued. Unfortunately, I was let down. But I do have his books to read when I get home. So overall, this is a stage right performance for me. Alex, what did you think? Oh, absolutely stage right. I mean, I put it on the third plane. I'd put it, you know. What else did we see at this festival, Alex? We saw so many. They're kind of all blurring together. Uh, We definitely saw Prince of the Dairy Chronicles, which was the most disgusting show, personally, that I've ever been to. For I'm reasons glad that, that disgusted you too, because yeah, I found it disgusting as well. Ooh, if it doesn't disgust you, I think you have a fetish. So, so just to explain what the Prince of the Dairy Chronicles is, is this one comes from Ultima Theater Company. It's uh, an over-the-top musical show featuring gallons of milk and pounds of butter. Um, so, no joke, the audience, you are immersed in a kiddie pool of milk for the entire show. Uh, there's moments when you have to uh, slide butter onto the stage so that the dairy prince can uh, use them as butter skates to rescue the flax children. Um, The only thing that's gross about is the dairy, but it's dairy. And so that can be gross, (laughs) you know? I think for the first performance, you're probably lucky. I do not think they, you know, refresh that vat of (laughs) No, they have to have refreshed that milk. I don't know, man. There's no way. Ugh! If they don't refresh the milk, no, they they have to refresh it. That was probably like hundreds of gallons of milk, though. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. I was pretty sure when we got in it, I was like, "Oh, this has to be water dyed white, and then they reuse it." You know, even better, like salt water or chlorine or whatever. But it's definitely milk. It's on the skimmier side. If that uh, makes it better, uh, oof. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, as someone who's lactose intolerant, this was a nightmare for me, literally being immersed in milk. I could tolerate it. We had to talk you into going, not knowing anything about, like, the title alone. You were like, a musical about dairy? No thanks. Uh, You were such a champ. And to be honest, I think this is why you got sick. And it might not have... This might be why I got sick. um, was just you too much dairy because i'm sure even getting on your skin being lactose intolerant as much as bad as you are even that much milk touching i tried wearing goggles but it was hard to see everything so yeah they do give goggles that was nice oh boy you know that feeling where you're like kind of excited to get on a ride or something and then you closer you get you get kind of nervous and you start seeing the warning signs like I don't know and then you have to start signing waivers and you're like well I don't really want to do this but I'm already this far into it and then you know you you get on the ride or in this case you step in a giant vat of milk you have a you have an experience you know yeah was it similar to getting a tattoo that moment of dread you're like here we go a tattoo is easier getting a tattoo is easier yeah this is hard uh stage left for prince of the dairy chronicles no thanks Stage right. Life's about experiences. Go out and have some. Very unexpected. Very unexpected. Yep, that's what they call me. Captain Unexpected. Alex, a big part of the show is technology, and I'm a tech guy, and what do I love? I love seeing this technology merged with theater. You uh, do? 
yeah, this was kind of the pinnacle of touring tech theater. This was the Walter Matthau live remix on stage. And this was kind of the headlining performance of the first evening. Um, so here's the thing. Walter Matthau passed away in 2000. A famous actor, actually a lot of stage performances under his belt. At the time, that he was scanned and he redid the majority of his performances scanned 360 and now those performances are touring but not only that they're being remixed by some of today's leading pioneers of music uh alex did you have a good time did this combination of stage and uh edm dance party work for you i do not know for the life of me how it worked so well for me there was you know there was a lot of Lots of projection mapping, lots of me being able to actually use my phone in the moment to change the performance, lots of just connections in this way that this show felt the closest to the singularity I've ever felt. I felt merged with not, I mean, with Walter Matthau and his amazing performances. But I felt like a camera crew and an audience member and a producer. And all of these things all in the same moment and, and a computer and an actor. And I felt like him and yeah, just a stunning mix of, of madness of technology and acting. It really made me feel super cool being able to, you know, project these holograms and control them. And Walter Matthau turns out has a, a lot of performances and him reenacting these brings this kind of eerie charm to some of these performances where he's playing like, you know, a young thug or in some of them he's playing like a cowboy, but he scanned when he's older. So he's, he's learned a lot. So I feel like these are unique performances that you get to manipulate and reverse and delay and ultimately kind of end up dancing to some of these sick tracks well and it sounds it sounds complicated like how could you know what how many people in that audience 100 150 how could this many people be controlling the action on stage and not have it be an absolute clusterfuck answer do not know anything i wanted the show to do and how i wanted to happen happened and i know everyone else did too so the way it like algorithmized all of our choices and processed them and moments when there's multiple Walter Matthaus, uh, moments when he's doing Shakespeare to himself and he's playing a chorus of characters in a Greek show, or he's doing a scene from Taxi Driver. So many ways to manipulate the performance and just, yeah, I can't, I can't comprehend what I saw. It's kind of the opposite of Spirit Harvest, to be honest. Absolutely. This is cutting-edge technology and you know this performance well i think was completely mind-blowing imagine the possibilities of other things we can do with uh, this we should start scanning everybody mm-hmm. absolutely and and you're right the music in it was nuts there's a bunch of uh there's a track by skrillex in here there's some by damian weisberg um just some there's red hot chili peppers oh i was wondering i mean yeah that bass line when he's uh, undeniably flea yes undeniably when he's pouring those glasses of wine yes i was wondering i was like i know that song sick show sick fucking show 
And and you know what I will say about this? This was nice because Walter Matthau scanned himself for this. Whereas someone like Tupac Hologram, uh, this one that they're making of Bruce Springsteen, like these are unsanctioned holograms. This one is one that he wanted. He wanted this show to happen. And he even Absolutely. has that monologue at the beginning where he says, take this, film this, mix this up, turn this around. Like he's basically in a weird way turning himself, I believe, into like an ingredient for the future of art. He's like, don't forget me, use me, have these clips, have this cut, have me doing this, drop me into your movie, drop me into your song. Uh, it's kind of an offering to artists, a new piece for your collages. Ingenious when you think now his legacy will live on forever. And if anything, become more popular as time goes on. Agreed. I'm saying this one, stage right. Truly glad I could be there for some of these initial performances because I think it's something we're going to be talking about for a long time. That's definitely stage right for me. Dude, I was pretty blown away by OWL Pound Compton. Uh, OWL is a group of old white ladies. There are five of them to be exact. They're old kind of theater women that met in a retirement home. They started doing spoken word. They had a kind of an open mic kind of, I don't know what you would call it, kind of a sharing thing at the retirement home. They started doing these NWA lyrics, reading them out loud, kind of as monologues. Uh, So they started reading them as spoken word pieces, and then they just started kind of gently acting them out a little bit, and it's an interesting show. These old ladies have some flow and some stage presence, man. They seem like... I don't know. They seem like young black guys. They, of course, get all the hits, but they also bring some other less-known songs to the table, which I think kind of changed the game when you, when you do their version of Appetite for Destruction um, or Chin Check. You know, these are things that came out kind of on the later side of NWA's career, and uh, I think this kind of added value and added some emotional core. Of course, you have the hits, Express Yourself, Fuck the Police, Straight Outta Compton, but I also enjoy that they've played some non-hits in there as well. Yeah. These, yeah, these ladies are sick, and again, part of me was like, I just, as a white guy, I always have this moment where I, like, look around, and I'm like, are we supposed to be doing this? Like, are, are these old ladies able to be saying the words that they're saying and the thoughts are expressing and this show is if anyone's worried is totally supported uh, uh, by nwa like all those dudes have thrown down support for these ladies for owl and what they're doing and, and it's actually so, on the, the program it says it's approved certified by nwa yeah it's yeah like, and there's even there's even this like kind of backhanded thing where it's like i know you bitches would be like stressing about this shit or whatever like <laughs> i know all you what is it i know all you white bags or something are gonna be worried about i don't know something about appropriation and yeah i don't know it's great uh, a very enjoyable performance and piece i uh i don't know if i'd recommend it but uh i'm glad we're talking about it for me it's stage right yeah it's a definitely a weird one like you have to like you know old school kind of hardcore rap um and be cool with white ladies doing it and there's not much to the show there's there's no props there's no costumes it's kind of them they do like act out some of the songs like you know they'll like fake shoot each other and stuff but like very minimal uh, it's not much of a show and remember these are old ladies these ladies are in their 80s so there's not even that much movement to it. it's mostly to see their flow because honestly that stands up like their voices sound sick uh their bodies you know 
they're, they ain't as young as they used to be. But uh, a, a sick show, very cool, and I support the hell out of them, and it's not going to be around a long time, unfortunately. So definitely stage right. Check out uh, OWL Pound Compton, if you can. The owl ladies, the old white ladies. Uh, Thanks for your thoughts. Thanks for your thoughts on that. I definitely agree with you. Uh, Alex, I think it's that time of the program where we need to hear another word from our sponsor during uh, this intermission. But don't go away. Check out the sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, 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 this summer's all about the Jacked Up Kids Contest. This Saturday, March 23rd at 8 p.m. in downtown California. See America's 20 most jacked up kids compete in this multi-gender ethno-inclusive event. See lifting, stretching, and pugilism. Thousands of dollars in prize money and hundreds of prizes to win, including a year membership to Joseph Ball's backflip trainer and 30% of Trish Blakely's devil hammer. 12 years or younger, sign up your child today for the Jacked Up Kids Contest. Hey, Brandon, so we've been talking a lot about the shows, but do you have a few words or uh, thoughts that you want to talk about the uh, La Realidad, the Mexican International Music Festival itself? I thought it was really well put together. I, as you know, have really enjoyed my time in Mexico. I think it's a beautiful country. I think the people are friendly. And I think something like this really showcases the young emerging talent in a city that can thrive in being creative. Yeah, absolutely. I think the venues were very cool. Um, a lot of the shows, I mean, honestly, a lot of theater these days is site-specific. And so these shows, we got to go to, you know, with karaoke, we got to go to bars. We went to a show uh, called Taxi, where you actually drive a taxi around and pick up uh, people in it. So there's a lot of, like, I would say use of Mexico City itself, which is, you know, beautiful. We got to spend a lot of time in uh, Reforma, which was very nice. There is, you know, a, a very cool bar there where we got to see Timothy the Great, uh, which was an excellent show. Dead Horse uh, was performed in the square, the one where they're beatboxing about the dead horse. Uh huh. Again, you know, when we saw Owl Pound Compton, or sorry, OWL Pound Compton, that was in Condesa, which was a very nice part of town. We got a very delicious seafood dinner after. So I got to say, again, the use of the, the town, and this time of year is beautiful in Mexico City. So uh, it was a, definitely a treat to be there. And like you said, well curated. I felt like we were taken care of as, you know, reviewers that, you know, they actually sent us the tickets. We didn't have to pay for anything, which was nice. Absolutely. A mini vacation. You know, we sandwiched a day at the beach before and after. And I think it was great to gather our thoughts and uh, be able to present a nice little episode of the podcast where all we did was talk and promote La Rilidad. Well, uh, let's talk about maybe a couple more shows. We probably have time for a couple more and then we probably got to get out of here. Sure. What else do you want to talk about, Alex? Uh, this was one that I was not expecting to see in Mexico, and I'm still – I mean, I talked to them a little bit, and I kind of get how they got around it, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm bearing the lead here. We saw Live Stoned on Stage, the musical. So Live Stoned on Stage is a show that we uh, saw a few years ago, and we saw that in California at the Downtown Theater Festival. We really love that. Live Stoned on Stage is a show where they get uh, – these 12 you know great actors uh, and actresses they have them on stage they got them high and they had them perform scenes from plays 
Um, they were familiar with the shows. It wasn't uh, randomly, you know, a lot of they they knew the shows, but what shows they were doing and when they were doing them, the order was kind of improvised a little bit. But anyway, so that is Live Stone Sage, and what we saw was Live Stone Sage the musical, where we, they got the actors high and they had them perform uh, some scenes from musicals. And these are again accomplished actors. Uh, I was worried about the legality. I don't know again how they were able to get them stoned because because marijuana is not illegal or is not legal in Mexico City proper right now. They had some sort of medical thing they did, but blah blah blah. Brandon, what did you think of Live Stone on Stage the musical? I definitely enjoyed Live Stage. Live. <clears throat> I definitely enjoyed High Live on Stage when we saw it in California, and it was no different here when we saw it in Mexico. The vulnerability of these actors being stoned on stage really opens you up to seeing, you know, parts of their character that you didn't know were there because they're pretending to be somebody else all the time. So I feel like them being high, trying to sing these songs, really removes some of these walls and lets you see these people for who they really are. Yeah, and like I said, these these none of these scenes were drawn from a hat. They have rehearsed all of the scenes. They know all of the parts because um, again, they're actors. These are a lot of these are musical theater actors. Uh, but what they don't know again is the order, and what they aren't is they are not stoners. These people are normally not people that smoke, and so what you're seeing is not. Okay, so when you first hear the title, you think it's oh, it's a bunch of stoners hanging out. This is more for me. A, a scientific kind of test. You get to see these people that don't normally do these drugs try to navigate a thing that they do very well, uh, but now with this handicap on them. And, and sometimes not a handicap. I'd say some of these people are much uh, better or seem to come alive after they smoked. For me, this is a play that I enjoyed, and I think it's one of those things you have to be there. Us telling you about it isn't going to do us justice. Watching a YouTube video isn't going to do it justice. So if you ever have the opportunity to see a live stoned production, uh, check it out. Uh, two points. Uh, sorry. Stage right. Walk off. Yeah. Stage right for me, especially for uh, Annalise Wilting. I thought she was so good and so charming. She did a rendition of Oklahoma, and this girl was baked. And you could see that she was having trouble standing. She was, you know, super apathetic, but her voice was somehow fucking perfect through all of that. Uh, so, Annalise, I hope you're recovering well. Stage right for me. It's a musical theater festival, so it's hard to avoid. Uh, at some point, you're going to run into something West Side Story. We saw a healthy food story, which was a West Side Story retelling about a girl that works at Wholesome Foods and a guy that works at Trader Greg's, and uh, they try to make their love work in a world full of food judgments. Uh, what did you think of healthy food story? This is absolutely a kitschy parody that examines, you know, kind of a modern day West Side Story where you have somebody working at a, you know, traditional vegan wholesome foods. And Trader Greg's, he's more of a junk food vegetarian who really is, you know, the wrong side of the tracks here. Ugh. I just I hated this show because I am I am struggling with my healthy food eating and this show made it feel like the Trader Greg's guy who is like you said a vegetarian is an is kind of like on the wrong side of the tracks like his family's an asshole because the other lady is super vegan and I don't know I was just like if you're going to do this show it should be like a a Whole Foods and a McDonald's or something but I don't know it made me feel like a bad guy it made me feel really unhealthy I think that's part of the commentary, right? This isn't. This is based in L.A., but it's not from an L.A. production house. No, no, no. 
I don't know. I didn't like this one too much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. But it's West, West Side, Side Story. It's yeah. West Side Story, so it's always going to be good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Again, not my jam. I'm sending this one stage left. I'm going to go stage right on this one, actually. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed West Side Story. I enjoyed this modern kind of retelling. It was brief. It was under 90 minutes, so. Mm-hmm. Stage right for just being short. We're running out of time, but I, I want to talk about one more show, if if you've got time, Brandon. I have time for this piece. This was truly an epic performance. Yes, this was the crowning gem of the first Friday night of the festival. This was a five-week festival. This was, to be honest, uh, quite a long theater festival. Uh, but this was definitely a highlight, and this stuck in my mind for the entire rest of the festival. Look. Let's talk about it. It's called The Land of the Table People. Bizarrely as it's titled, it is also bizarrely themed. It is a musical comedy about a scientist who is transported to a world where people walk on all fours. Of course, on this planet, she falls in love with somebody who has one arm named Grain. This is a traditional story told with outlandish characters in an absurdist, surreal environment with lavish costumes. Any immediate takeaways, Alex? Yeah. Ah, I mean, this felt like if you remember The Simpsons when they see Planet of the Apes, the musical, this felt kind of like that. This felt so absurd, but so well done. And all of these actors were so committed this comes from Daddy's Dream Team Theater Company, and I've never seen them before, but I will watch anything they do for the rest of my life. The Again, the story is so absurd. Yeah, just an absurd world where, you know, she goes to this world where everyone's walking off fours. She calls them the table people. Uh, Grain is such an amazing character. The lover she falls in love with. He's, you know, a young, handsome boy. He's a soldier in the land of the table people, and the royal family is just great. I think what really sells this piece is the performers truly believe they're in this universe while acknowledging how absurd it is. And for me, that's just this level of acting and complexity that you don't get all the time. You know, they often look at the audience and say, like, this is crazy, right? But they're also committed to believing it. Yeah, a lot of these actors talking to them after a lot of them walked around on all fours in practice for months like they started to adopt this lifestyle a little bit i'm sure they were so weird to their neighbors like already being musical theater people but now they're walking up and down their stairs on all fours because i will say everyone in the show moves so well uh quadrupedally much better than i could imagine like they you know crab walking and stuff like that it's so easy for them in this show I love how they accomplished Grain's mobility. You know, being a one-armed man, how does he get around? Oh, well, yeah. in the play, it's done, you know, on set by having him just wear all black for, you know, half of his body and only mm-hmm. one arm be visible. That mm-hmm. allows him to kind of tumble around and be thrown around. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty convincing effect. Yeah, yeah. The actor, that's the cool thing. Is the actor has both his arms, but like you said, one of them is in kind of a black sleeve, so you can't really see it. So that lets him do some really cool one-arm moves that like, yeah. I, I mean, it's possible for a one-arm person to do. No, some of that stuff, no way. Some of those backflips he does with the one arm, 
the balance, uh, the coordination. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some of it's, like, way too long for one arm, I think. But, again, these people are so good. And and the musical numbers are sick. They are all... The choreographer is No Pal, and he's, you know, a break dancer from Chicago. And so the whole thing is roots and break dancing for sure. I mean, they're moving all four. So there's a lot of six stepping and that kind of like looking way that they traverse the stage. For me, that's the type of attitude and the type of performance that really brings the stage to life and gives you something theater can't. When you see the glances between the people that often an editor, when they're making a film, they don't think it's important. They just want to show us Johnny Depp. In the yeah. theater, I, I choose what's important. I see these stolen glances, you know. This, for me, is uh, truly what makes theater. This was, again, I want to finish with this one because this was a good musical. Uh, and, you know, that's what we went down there to go see. And I love the abstract stuff. I love, you know, the culture of the old Swiss woman. I love the technology of Walter Matthau's performance. But... When when you're just going to put an award on best musical uh, of the festival, for me, it was the land of the table people. Again, charming, hilarious, uh, perfect, really. Technical, complex, yet a slight, subtle, simple, overall aroma. Stage right for me for the land of the table people. Excellent show. This is absolutely a stage right performance. So if you happen to walk by, make sure you catch Yeah, an excellent show. I think it's coming up the East Coast, hitting fringe festivals in America. So if you live in either, you know, anywhere, I think, all the way from Miami, and then they're heading all the way up to Boston. So try to check out that show because the thing is sick. Well, hey, that's, I think, all the time we've got to talk about La Realidad, the Mexican International Musical Theater Festival in Mexico City, Mexico. Alex, it's been an honor getting to spend this time with you, getting able to you know, converse immediately after these plays and get our initial reactions. And then, of course, be able to enjoy a day at the beach and talk about these uh, and then record them and share it with everybody else. Yes, I enjoy the whole process as well. Uh, Folks, we have a hotline. You can call us up and leave us a message. Uh, Let us know of any TV shows, movies, plays, products, anything that you would like for us to review, and we'll be happy to review that for you. That number is one. Three four seven six nine nine zero zero six eight. So check that out. Also check out our Instagram at one to review. I also want to give a big thank you to our Patreon donors, Rab himself. Thank you kindly. You give us two dollars every month, and it goes a long way. We sincerely appreciate it. Also a big shout out to Rosarab. That's a mumbled shout out. That's one dollar a month. We also really appreciate that. You're helping paying for cool things. Uh, to help this podcast stay alive. Alex, with that being said, what are we going to be reviewing next week? All right, next week we're going to be reviewing Lighter, Eroding Edges, Mission to Cars, The Best Accident, and Not My Sister, The Monster! Thank you all so much for listening to us. Oh, and one from the Doe series. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Have a great evening, and enjoy yourself, and enjoy the company of others. Please. Thank you. Bye. Bye.